Can you hear me? Yeah. You can be part of the podcast? Give us your name. Um, Josiah. We are joined by Josiah today, who is part of the podcast. Today we're joined by a couple of special guests. We have Justine and Josiah Casaro here with us. Say, say hi. Hi. Thanks for coming. All right. All right. <clears throat> Moving on. Moving on. So uh, today we are talking about Galatians week six, eager to do. Today we're going to look at one verse and people feel like, why are you slowing Galatians down so much? I'm not trying to, but this is an interesting line because Paul talks about remembering the poor, the thing he was eager to do. He goes into Jerusalem. He talks to the leaders, presents how he shares the gospel, what he does, shows them Titus, brings them a bag of bag full of concrete grace and money. And they say, yes, we support your ministry. You're doing great. You don't need to add anything to the gospel, except don't forget the poor. And so it's not adding it to the gospel, but there is this thing like, hey, don't forget the poor. And Paul says, why would I do that? It's something I'm really eager to do. And so we really needed to spend a day to kind of talk about that. Who are the poor, what that looks like, and how we can be eager to do the things that God does. So if if people walked away from their message, from a notes night discussion, family with their family, what, what would you hope that they walk away with? I would, I would like people to walk away with the understanding that even if you don't feel like you are poor, that there is an identification with people in the world because we are in the same boat without Christ. And so there is a commonality that we have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, that Christ has come to rescue us. And that puts us in a place where we can identify with people no matter what place of life they're in. And so we want to understand that we are all in one sense, the least of these without Christ, and that we need to look for the least of these that are around us in ways to bring the gospel in terms of compassion and grace. So how, how do you, would you desire conversations to be the balance of actually talking about the least of these in, in need that we can serve while also talking about how we're all in need? Well, I, I think the... Uh, Normally, you know, when we talk about these things, the gospel, what we want to do is not that we want to be myopic and look at ourselves, but you really have to start there because there's a lot of times we look at our own lives and we think, I don't have a lot. I must be the poor, not realizing the abundance that we actually have in our lives. So we got to start there, realize our abundance. And like I say, you know, focus on gratitude to God for the things that you actually have. You start there and then move into, I have been given things in abundance. How can I use the abundance that I have, however little or large that it is, to be able to reach other people with that, to bless other people with that? And in terms of, you know, going from our mission, I keep calling it a grid, but it's more like a a mission racetrack. It's like a circle. <laughs> what do I call it? It's like a hamster wheel. There's, yeah. There's no end. There's, there's no end. It just keeps going. <laughs> just keeps going. Uh, in, in terms of that, you know, all those things really do come together because as we talk to one another, we want to move from unbelief to belief in who Christ is. And as we move from being self-centered to being kingdom focused, we will realize that all that we have is simply grace from God. And so we want to be able to open our eyes to those in need, not with a a blindness that we so often tell ourselves we don't have to see the need, but see it for what it is, and then really see what God's calling us to do about it. And in our particular ways, we we cannot take care of all the needs in the world. Specifically, in the verses we're looking at in Galatians, those people were specifically 
the poor Jewish Christians in Jerusalem. And so it's a specific context. But then as we extrapolate that out, what is our specific context of those that we help? And that kind of leads into kind of Justine and part of her job here. Can you give a little bit of background? So you have two jobs that currently at Element. I've been doing a city liaison job now for a few years, and that entails basically just being kind of the go-between between all of the different local organizations, ministries, as well as the global missionaries and ministries that we are connected with. And then also letting the church and everyone in the church know the different opportunities to serve, whether it be at Delta or other places within our community. Um, Every quarter I put out a newsletter letting everyone stay up to date on various ways that they can serve either physically or financially or even what they can be praying for for the different um, missionaries and organizations. And then I just currently took on the role of overseeing our e-littles, which is our birth through kindergarten. So I'm helping organize um, the lessons and the events and just kind of overseeing that whole area. And I've also really been enjoying that. We appreciate that. You're doing great at both jobs. Thank you. There's a lot, a lot of moving parts. Actually, just last week, you put out the winter update. Yes. What kind of was the the takeaways putting together the this update? Um, well, we've been talking a lot about the Thailand Um We're always talking about Tom and Jing because that's such a unique um, opportunity that we have to be so involved with them. And right now they have kind of a new part of their ministry starting up. And it's the um, being able to sponsor a teenage, a high school student to be able to stay in high school. Since once they get to that age, it starts becoming costly. And a lot of the families opt for their teen to start working in order to bring in an income. And a lot of times they get stuck in a low paying job or even get stuck in the sex trafficking industry. So we have a really cool opportunity to be able to sponsor, we're hoping 15 teens at this point. Um, Tom and Jing think that 15 is a manageable number for them because not only will they be um, helping financially these students be able to go to school, but they're also going to be mentoring them and presenting the gospel to them and staying close with them through the few years that they'll be in yeah, because it's not just paying them to stay in school. It's it's Tom and Jean having to administrate that and make sure the kids are getting to school exactly. and getting the clothes they need and the shoes they need and stuff like that. Yes, mm-hmm. it's, it's a, there's a lot of moving parts to it, um, but I think it's going to be really effective. They did it in another town a while back, and it was a really effective ministry. So um, I'm really excited about that, and we've we have already had a lot of people sign up for that, but we still have a few spots available. Um, so if you're interested, let us know. And it could be a cool thing for like our whole, Justine and I are in the same GC and we're, we're going to sponsor a kid together, kind of pool resources to help. Yeah. There's another GC doing that also. Um, then also something new we did this edition was we actually put in, um, some ongoing or current needs that we have at Element. So not everyone here is already serving. And if you are looking for an opportunity, we definitely need uh, more people in a few different areas. Of course, since I am, you know, working with with the littles there, uh, I'm going to put a plug in there. Self-plug, (laughs) self-plug. But there's always always a need for um, teachers and helpers in all the kids' classes, really. And we train you guys and we have a flexible schedule. So it's not like you'll be in there every single week. So if that's something that you um, would like to learn more about, let us know. Um, But we also have opportunities for behind the scenes things. And 
Another big one we really need is if you have any experience in any type of maintenance work, we could <laughs> really use somebody with that type of stuff. That would be nice. There's a few things coming up with um, things in Santa Maria, like Surf Santa Maria. They do, I think once a quarter, they do like a big serving the community, different, um, more of like a landscape projects and bigger like work projects. That They're actually looking to do something at Bonnie's house too. Bonnie and Oh, that would be great. Mm-hmm. They've been in touch with her. Nice. Oh, awesome. Um, the rescue mission has uh, their Easter outreach taking place in March, um, the end of March. And they pack a whole bunch of lunches and deliver them to the homeless community. And they're also uh, collecting jackets and passing those out. And they're thinking of passing some out at Delta. So that could be something that um, we could get involved with also down the road. Um, another thing we are doing, we have a, um, we sponsor a room at the Project Premium House, which is put on by the Good Samaritan Shelter. And we've had somebody in the church doing that for the past decade. And now we're looking for someone else to be taking on that role. And basically it entails just kind of updating the room once or twice a year with new like bedding and like giving them a Christmas gift and kind of just if they need new little trash cans, just small things in the room. It's a very... It's very just, they only have a few things in there and that's how they keep it. So there's a few different opportunities like that. An element can buy that. We just need someone who's focused on making sure that the rooms are nice and getting it all set up for them, right? Yeah. So if anyone would like to take the lead on that, that would be great. And then there's a whole bunch of different organizations down at the bottom um, of the the back page of the newsletter that um, we either give to or connected with. So if you need any more information about them, you can look at their website or let me know and I can give you a little bit more details about them. So if I, if I look at this, I think kind of the low hanging fruit for us is, is Delta. And when we kind of come back to it a lot, I know, and people might be sick of hearing about it, but there's a lot of, I think, opportunity to serve kind of surface level uh, and then dive deeper and deeper. What, what do you think it takes to get to the next step with serving the students over there, kind of meeting some of the needs of the, the poorest? I mean, it's kind of twofold. We do a lot of kind of surfacey things to reach like every student. They all kind of know who we are as a church because they've gotten gifts from us. And so at the very minimum, I hope they're equating Christianity, God, you know, the Bible, the church with something positive so that it's planting a seed of God's love in just a small way to them. And then we've been able to kind of serve certain families a little bit deeper with um, meeting certain needs throughout the years. We've been able to help, you know, if they have a crisis or they need furniture because they just moved out of the homeless shelter. We've been able to do things a little bit more deeper or talk with students um, when we're over there. We have opportunities to learn about the kids and talk to them a little bit more. But I'm hoping that can grow. And once we have like a youth person I think that will help lend itself to having more people over there and more conversations happening. Um, But then also, we're also ministering to the faculty over there. And there are a lot of Christians already, which is awesome, but not everyone is, but they all love us too. And so it's not just the students and the families, but it's also the staff over there and they're all adults. So they already have whatever preconceived ideas they have of what churches and who Christians are. So I hope that we've been able to 
if anyone has a negative view, kind of change that and open up their hearts and minds a little bit. So um, we've been able to have ongoing relationships with the staff since they're there every single year. It's been exciting to see like that just grow and develop and nice to pour into the staff as they are able to pour into those students. So what 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 do you think that we have in the, all the things that we are kind of helping with right now? What do you think we could, what would you be excited if we did more towards? Not necessarily towards Delta, but just yeah. any of those. Um, I'd actually really love to do something towards the Pruitts, mm. Brian and Bailey. Um, well, their parents have mentioned that, that we could go out mm-hmm. and actually do some projects there and work with yes. them. Yes. So if someone doesn't want to go to Thailand, we got a a local trip we could do. Yes. Yeah. That one sounds um, very appealing, I think, to more people and just easier and just logistic wise would be Mm -hmm. a lot easier. Um, Yeah. That'd be more like a a construction cleaning kind of trip for them to, for the maintenance for different missionaries that come in to learn how to fly and go through the, the flight school. But just their family specifically, I feel like if we could do something to just really bless them. I think it would go really far. I think they've had a hard just transition from abrupt transition from the Philippines and not being able to go back. And um, now they're kind of, even though they're in the United States, they're very um, secluded where they are. And so I think it would just be neat to take a team over there and just do things to specifically like bless their family. So one of, one of the things that I actually ask in the middle of the message is, you know, what, what are you eager to do or what, what is your priority? And I think it's important for people who trust and believe in Christ to look at our lives, where we spend our time, where we spend our money, uh, where our focus is, because that's what our priority is. And there is that difference. I think it'd be really good in maybe in gospel communities that people could talk about the difference between their ideals versus their values this week. You know, the ideals are what we say we believe but our values are what we actually do. And so we need to look at, you know, not just what our words say, but what our actions bring about. Because a lot of times people say, this is really important to me, but they never do anything about it. So it's not really important to you. We just want to sound like it's important to us so we look good. So we need to define our ideals and values, especially when it comes to the least of these. All right. So let me give you, a, let me give you something going on in my life that you guys can be praying about. Okay. So we talk about Delta. We're talking about, uh, there's a question here. How do you surrender and or reorient your life around grace? Uh, God has extended to you. So there's a, there's a former Delta student. I remember her. I remember her at the uh, holiday store. I don't think it was last year. I think it was the year before that. Knew a prom, came to a Friendsgiving that uh, we let use the barn um, and stuff. Through talking with Jojo, who's a, a friend of ours, this girl is living in basically the back of a sunroom in somebody's house, in this house that she's renting. And they are like taking her food. She's freezing at night. So Jojo has been having her over feeding her. She pays rent for this place. Yeah. Well, not much, but yeah, something. It's like a slum basically. Mm. She's going to college. She's going, she's, she's in three or four classes, uh, starving. We had her over for dinner. Uh, and you could just tell she was like Aww. starving. She asked, she has to eat the little head of whatever Jojo had left on her plate. She asked for that mm. kind of quietly off to the side. Um, doesn't want to go home. So like anytime Jojo's like, Hey, you want to go do X, Y, or Z? She's like, absolutely. Um, get me out of here. She can't drive all this stuff. So my wife, who's a very, um, gracious person who wants to take 
all <laughs> forms of babies in. We've been talking about what would it look like if we let this 20, uh, 19, I don't know how old she is, young person uh, move in because she needs a roof over her head, like a real one, not just mm. freezing cold. And, I, and my answer is no, right? My answer is like, yeah, we got three kids. My life is comfortable-ish. And I'm, I'm struggling all week. We've been having these conversations back and forth on what, where does the gospel meet the road? Like, what's my concern? Well, you know, squatter's rights is a real thing. Um, I don't know. It's hard when, and this message, when I read it, I opened it, I'm like, oh yeah, this, this one, that's right. <laughs> I don't think I'm eager to do it, but ideals versus values, right? Mm-hmm. I would tell anyone at Element, like, what's an ideal situation for Element? Being in a place where a student remembers us is comfortable. Like, like Jojo was actually kind of blown away how comfortable she was coming in because it was familiar to her. She was in the barn several times. She, she, it, yeah, it was, it was really like this triangular, like now. There's a trust built already mm -hmm, a little bit. A little bit. Yeah. And I remember her and I think she remembered me from, from the holiday store and she could use a safe place to meet her physical needs. My wife cooks a lot. And I mean, like abundance of food whenever she cooks. And so that was the joke that night was, if you don't eat this, I'm going to have to eat this the next three days. So I scooped off some more on her plate, you know, uh, and uh, sweet, you know, girl that is broken. I'm struggling with what is best for the gospel mm-hmm. for this one particular girl at Delta. Not that this is the outcome of anybody, everybody who's there, but it's, it's something that God's brought to my, literally my front door. So... I don't know. Something I'm I'm wrestling with. It's a lot to think about. <laughs> Anyways. And I'm sitting here eating this bag of Doritos. So? <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> I'm thankful for my blessings, okay? <laughs> no, it, it it doesn't mean Yeah, it doesn't mean we should whip ourselves, but there's these moments where I think God's presenting something and I, my instinct is always to say no. My wife is always to say yes. So I thank her for that. Well, you've been saying yes a lot this past year, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) I think it would be amazing for her, you know, to get to live with a family who's living out the gospel and get to be shown that unconditional love and acceptance and be exposed to all of that. And it could only last a couple months, you know, it's not Mm -hmm. something I think has to be long-term, but get her out of her current situation where she, I think she kind of feels hopeless and give her some hope. You know, say part of it is attending as a as a household. We attend a church service every Sunday, and here's here's the gospel. And we're going to pray and and we read Bible stories at night. And when you're home, we expect because that's when I was lived at the Newmans. That was like you know you don't have to eat with us, but we expect that if you're here, you know that you join us as a family because we're here. So you know, I feel like I have some some of that in me now mm-hmm. that I can offer to somebody else. You ever tell them that, that it kind of... I think so. Okay. Yeah. I hope so. That's cool. They won't listen to this, but new ones, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> so none of what we, you know, talk about or say is to produce guilt. Uh, again, like I, like I said at the end of the message, the, the gospel is not asking or calling us to give to others what we don't have. It's, it's calling us to notice what God has placed within our hands and to bless others with that. You know, God never blesses us except to make us to be a blessing to others. 
And so we want to be grateful for what we have, but also bless others with it. And so really, I think it comes down to how do we take and how do we honestly see what God has given us and then see that as grace and then ask ourselves the questions then of how can I bless other people with this? Because we all are poor. We all are poor. And God's the only one who provides. Right. Right.